Usually I like to allow the Holy Ghost to do his thing. Because days and weeks of teaching will not do as much as a day of blessing. Why? It is because it is the blessing that activates everything you've been taught. And there's something also about the blessing. The blessing has the ability to teach you. kingdom not everything is known by teaching because Jesus Christ said unto you it is given to know the mystery some knowledge are not taught some are given he said that anointing that you receive he said that anointing teaches you ladies and gentlemen if you want to really understand the science of faith, the theory of faith, I've taught it in previous sermons. You can also read the book by my man of God, Pastor Chris, How to Make Your Faith Work. Then there's a message on the Pastor Chris Digital Library, Integrity of the Word. Then there's Sound, Faith and Matter. There are many, many sermons I can take you to. That's why the Holy Ghost sometimes does not need us to teach plenty. But I want to say something. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Listen. Some fights are bad fights. To fight demons is a bad fight. To fight your neighbor is a bad fight. Don't live your life fighting a bad fight. There are some fights, by the time you are done, even if you win, you are weakened. 
Did you catch that? There are some fights. By the time you finish fighting the fight, you have won, but your dress is dirty. So there are some fights you should avoid. But this is one fight that I want to recommend to you. Fight the good fight of faith. What is the good fight of faith? 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 7. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. What is the good fight? He said, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Some of you, your current fight is that you are a Christian now. Your friends don't want to agree. Because they used to do bad things with you. Now you say you're a Christian. They are maligning you. And sometimes you feel like giving up. Fight the good fight of faith. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Ladies and gentlemen, don't start this thing without finishing. Because those who finish have no marks at all. It is better they did not start at all. And he says, I have kept the faith. This was when Paul was about to die. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. When I finished secondary school in St. Peter's, I got born again in my life, in my last three months of finishing school. I knew I did not finish. Because it was only three months to the end. I tried to preach in those three months because God said to me, He said, This is why I brought you to this, to school, to this school, to be a witness of the gospel. But I didn't get born again until my last three months. I could not finish. So I had not finished my course. Therefore, God sent me back there. Even when I had completed, I was going there almost every weekend for the next three years. That is how I, I met Pastor Claude. Where's Damali? That is how I met Damali. That is how I met Rich King. Who else? Where's Tuga? That's how I met Tuga. Because I had not finished, I went back to finish. Oh boy. And we transformed that school. Kela Misekaya. In a certain time in the school, it was as though everybody in the school is born again. Even Muslims were giving for the gospel. We fought a good fight. We fought. We fought. I said, some of you, it is you are not a Christian. You have to fight. You have to fight. You have to fight and win that fight. Some of you, your fight of faith is the extension of the kingdom of God. When I sent Nana here, she couldn't have done what she did without a fight. Because the devil does not give land free. One of the things the devil protects with his life is his territories. 
ladies and gentlemen, I tell you, you have to put up a fight for this gospel. When we teach you about faith, time will not permit me to go into the matters of light, understanding the four levels of faith, the consciousness, the conviction, the confession, and the confidence. Those are the four levels of faith. Many people jump into confidence. They've not gone through consciousness. What is, let me just mention a few things about it so you understand. What is the consciousness part of faith? That is when the word of God, now hold on, God does not give money. Everything you are praying for, to God for, God does not have it in heaven. Anything you are asking God, He doesn't have it in heaven. That's short. Some, somebody said he saw a vision. And when, when they went to heaven, in the vision, they saw spare, spare parts of hands and legs. That's a rubbish vision. It's a rubbish vision. The person saw a symbolic vision. It's like someone say, I saw water. Doesn't mean in the spirit there's actually water flowing at that place. God is just using, because God is a prophetic God. He said, I have multiplied visions. Hosea chapter 12 verse 10. He said, I have multiplied visions and similitude. So there are similitudes, there are symbols. So there are nobody's purpose in heaven. And the person made it look very spiritual. He said that. And God told him that his children, you know, if they need, you know, purpose, uh, they should ask, he will give them rubbish. Rubbish. All those rubbish Christianity will stop it. He said, I have also spoken by the prophets and I multiplied visions and used similitude. So God uses similitude. Those are symbols. So there is the consciousness part of it. Now, I said anything you are praying to God for, he doesn't have it in heaven. Whether money, school fees, scholarship, it does not exist in heaven. There's no document in heaven where they are sharing your school fees. If you are waiting for your family problem to change and you are praying for God to change it, I can assure you that that prayer would never be answered. If it is ever answered, God is treating you as a baby that he is trying to help you. When you start maturing, he will stop. It's like having a five-year-old. Say, mommy, I'll eat food. They give you food. When you become 23, and you say, mommy, I'll eat food, what will they do to you? I'll find questions. I'll find That's why when you get born again, it's like every prayer you pray is answered. When you get a word fresh, say God pen and pen shows up. God earring and earring shows up. And you think that's going to be your life in Christianity forever. It gets to a time you say, God, ten city, nothing's coming. God, Gobe, nothing is coming. I heard there's some very nice Gobe and Kumasi here. So then, what is in heaven? So then, what is in heaven? David said, David said, Forever, O Lord, thy word is what is settled in heaven. The only commodity of transaction with God is his word. He does not have any other thing. Thank you.
everything by his word. The Bible says he upholds all things in the book of Hebrews. He said he upholds all things by the word of his power. God does everything he does by his word. So you ask God, when you ask God for money or you ask God for uh, scholarship or you ask God for help or you ask God for something, all he will do is not to give it to you. All he will do if he wants to answer it is to say you have it. He doesn't have to bring you the scholarship from heaven. All he does is say you have it. And that is it. His word carries all the power. Now hold on. It is amazing that David did not say that forever, O Lord, thy word is settled everywhere. He said thy word is settled in heaven. That means his word can be settled about you in heaven and it's not settled in your life. It is like somebody has sent you Momo and you have not been able to withdraw it. You cannot chew the phone. <laughs> Do you understand? If you ask the person, you say, I did what? I sent it. Uh, are you catching the thing now? So, as for God, between God and you, there's no problem. He said, it is what? Finished. He said, God, feast. He said, ah, feast. I have given you all things that pertain to life or godliness. So, then you say, God, but I'm not seeing it. It's because you will now have to press a short code on the phone. It is a favor. You will need to press the short code on the phone and go to the place that they withdraw. And you do what? Cash out. So the process of star one two four zero hash. You know I don't deal in momo, so I don't know those things. commodity of transaction he doesn't have any other thing but you also cannot use it because the word of God is always in a raw material form so even though it is reality it is not edible it's like going to approve to rock cassava you cannot chew it but everybody knows it is food Now, some people think manna. You know, manna is what is called the bread of life. He said, man shall not live by bread alone. So people think manna, immediately it came down, people were eating it. Go and read your Bible well. They were not eating it. They had to go and process it. They pound it. They put it in the oven. Then they bring it out. Then they eat it as cake. 
That's why Jesus said he's the bread of life. Because he was beaten. He was put in the grave. He was brought out. Before he could be a blessing to everybody. The same with the word of God. <laughs> the word of God always comes in its raw material form. There is a place where the word of God is processed. Your body does not respond first to the word of God. The word of God is for your heart. The word of God is for your heart. Now, when the Bible says heart, don't start thinking of heart the way you know heart. Because now, when people tell you follow your heart, it's, it's another way of saying be foolish. So when we say follow your heart, the Bible, when it says heart, it's talking about a different thing. When God says heart in the Bible, he's referring to the spirit man. Because he says the hidden man of the heart. The heart is a man, and it's called the hidden heart, hidden man of the heart. So, the, your spirit is the is the word of God is made from your spirit. The word of God is made for your spirit. It's your spirit that can transact the word of God. But you see, there's a problem. There is a door to your spirit. Nobody can assess your spirit just like that. There is a door to your spirit. Every man here, everybody here, there's a door to your spirit. And the door to your spirit is your mind. So what your mind does not understand cannot affect your heart. I'm breaking down faith for you. Uh, doctor of faith. It's me. In word and in deed. Why are you offended that I'm saying I'm a doctor of faith? Uh, 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 uh. Stop that, stop that. Hey. That's what it has there. First Peter chapter 3, verse 4. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible. So, the hidden man of the heart, the word of God comes to the heart. But before it can come to the heart, it needs to pass through the door of the heart. But there's a problem. Your heart, your, your mind can push out the word of God and make it of none effect. Hebrews 4. He said, let us therefore fear. Lest the promise being left us of entering to his rest, any of you should come short of it. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached, the word of God. He says, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. You know, the first day I read this one, I couldn't understand. I sat on the floor. I said, how can you say that the word of God did not profit some people? I mean, some people had the word of God and they didn't have any profit from it. That explains the life of many Christians. They are listening to the word of God. They have the word of God. They know what is the word of God. In the word of God, the word of God says they are rich, they are this, they are that, but they never see it in their life. He said, for the gospel preached, did not profit them. So there are some people who did not profit. He said, why? He said, because, he said, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. 
Jesus Christ spoke and said, you have made the word of God of non-effect by your tradition. So the word of God can be rendered useless. What renders it useless? The two of you should come. Let me explain something. Come, come on the stage. So, let's say, okay, you stand here, you stand here. You stand here. No, you go to the back. You resemble the heart. You resemble the mind. So, let's say, this is mind. And this is heart. And I am the word of God. My destination is heart. But I cannot get there because of mind. of the word of God into the heart so the mind must be structured to accommodate the word of God because the Bible talks about those the Bible talks about those who oppose themselves so they oppose the truth Bible says can two work except they agree so God is telling the person that you are rich and the person's mindset is poor so the word of God cannot have access into his heart because his mind is not structured to accommodate the word so even though the word of God is not an information I want to get it the word of God is not an information the word of God is not the information so people go to churches to have information no the word of God is not an information the word of God in its primary state is an impartation because God does not have to speak to teach the first time words were used in the Bible, they were used for creation, not for teaching. In the spirit, when you go in the spirit, I have been there. I have had near-death experiences. When you go in the spirit and you see this, this thing. Because in the spirit, everything is alive. 
so when you see this nobody has to teach you and say this is a speaker you will know it as you are seeing it hold on how do i know because when peter saw moses and elijah nobody told him that it is moses and elijah immediately he saw he recognized them so we are still on the journey to the heart so because the, the mind was not well structured now you know sometimes when we say these kind of things people think um, we are just trying to make up things let me tell you something I have scriptures okay let me show you one Psalm 78 verse 41. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Hey, this is God they are talking about too. They said they limited God. That means what God wanted to do, he could not finish it. Why? They limited him. How did they limit him? Verse 42. They remembered not. Remembrance happens where? So, when God cannot get your mind to align with his word, there's little he can do with you. So, even though the word of God, primarily is not for your mind, but it has to structure your mind to accommodate God. Remember what John the Baptist said. He said, prepare ye the way of the Lord. That means it is not every way that God works on. God also must be prepared so a lot of the time when you, you keep coming to church we keep teaching you you are reading books you are watching messages the, the reason for that is that a lot of the time in your life when you become a Christian you look as though oh you are praying you are trying to change something they are not changing it's because God's first work is to structure your mind God can do just anything remember what he said to the children of Israel he said he could have taken them through a shorter journey which was 11 days but he rather took them through the wilderness for 40 years why because he said lest they see war and run away because they were a fearful fearful people they were had slave mentality so God performing for them a miracle taking them to the promised land was not God's problem but he cannot take them there with that state of mind <laughs> and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest per adventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. So God didn't want to raise the fearful people. He could have just given them the land, but he said, wait, let me take you through a far journey. You will see miracles. You will see Red Sea part and your mind will be restored. When he did that for 40 years, the Bible said that they still did not believe God. Their mind still could not accept it. Their mind could still not accommodate God and his works. So what did God do? All of them died in the wilderness. And the Bible says that those below 20 years are those who entered the promised land. So be quiet. Because they were born, because if they spent 40 years in the wilderness, it means those who were below 20 years were born in the wilderness. So they saw manna. They never saw Egypt. 
sometimes your experiences of the past can stop God from working your life. You have seen too much. It's time to put them behind you and believe God for what he says. Listen, in my dream, in my dream, even in my dream, you can't tell me I'm poor, in my dream. In my dream, I will never say even in my dream. It has entered my subconscious. Someone will be talking to say, oh, poor girl. And you say, your mind is weak. We are family, we don't have someone. It's not about what is in my account. I believe what God says about me. When we started telling our parents that we are great, we are strong, we are this, they started laughing at us because they look everywhere, we don't have anything. But the first thing God wants to do is not to give you money, it's to structure your mind. That's why you don't miss services. Because that is structure your mind. Remember, still it took 40 years for, most, for, for God to finish with Moses' generation. Still, the mind was too strong, too strong for God. They pushed God back. God could not reach their hearts because faith is born in the heart. Faith is not a mental asset. It is born in the heart. That's why I told you on the first day, I said you don't decide to have faith because faith is in the heart. Now I'm going to show you something. When the word of God now reaches your heart, someone said, when the word of God reaches your heart, it means faith has come. Wrong. Why? Because for the Christian, faith does not enter. For the Christian, it does not enter. For the Christian, faith came with his being born again. Hold on. The Bible said, add to your faith. It didn't say add to yourself faith. He said, add to your faith because faith is, it came with your being born again. Bible says, God had dealt with every man the same measure of faith. So when I got born again, the same measure of faith I received is the same measure you received. So God did not cheat any of us with faith. Because we all needed that same amount of faith to be born again. And we all got born again. But then, two years later, some had little faith. Some had great faith, some had weak faith, and some had strong faith. What happened? Because within that two years, many things happened. And that's where we are coming to. So faith is already in the heart. So faith is not coming into the heart. Faith is already in the heart of the Christian. If you're not born again, you don't have faith in your heart. No, you're not coming there. If you're born again, faith is already in your heart. So when the word of God is coming, passes through the mind gets into the heart when it gets there something happens Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of revelation and knowledge of him knowledge verse 18 he said the eyes of your understanding now this over here you will not get the eyes of understanding you will not get it give it to me in the NIV that's 18 in the NIV 
also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope which is the hope to which he has called you the riches of the glory of inheritance in the saints so what happened when the word of God came Psalm 119 verse 130 the entrance of thy words giveth light not giveth faith giveth light it giveth understand to the simple so when the word came what it did is that it put on the light so when light comes faith is there not when light comes faith has come oh i wish you caught this one when light comes faith is there now let me let me demonstrate like this to you if they put off all the lights here and I'm standing here, I say, God, I want a pulpit. God, I want a pulpit. What has happened? Eh? Eh? The pulpit is here. But I'm still praying for God for pulpit. Oh God, God, give me pulpit. Oh God, give me pulpit. The whole room is dark. God, give me pulpit. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Then the word of God comes to me. I have given you pulpit. Then all of a sudden, the lights come on. And I realize, ah! When light comes, faith is there. Now, it does not sound grammatically correct, but it is spiritual truth. When light comes, faith is there. I will need time to break down faith. I will need time. Today is not the day. Today is not, I will need time. Do you know what I just said in the spirit? He said, have you, have you heard the breathings of the spirit? Have you heard the breathings of the spirit? Is your understanding being opened to hear the spirit of God? Listen. get into the heart so the first one that the mind did was to bring consciousness so now I am conscious of God's provision I'm conscious of God's prophecy I'm God's, I'm, I become conscious of it then it goes beyond consciousness because consciousness can only activate a spiritual reality but it doesn't make it to your experience <laughs> from the mind it now gets into the heart when it gets into the heart, what now happens is conviction. A conviction now happens. At that time, you said, you, you now begin to talk like Paul. I know whom I believe and I am persuaded. At that time, it's not, you are not trying to believe God. It's like, that's it, this is it. Then it now goes to the next step. He said, but we all, having the same spirit of faith, I believe, therefore have I spoken. So what happens in the conviction stage is what we call believing. That is not faith. Believing is only the starting point of faith. (laughs) 
understand you begin to believe so there is a conviction in your heart at that time you know that you know that you know that you are not poor he said we having the same spirit of faith as according as it's written i believed and therefore have i spoken so if the light now becomes full in your spirit and there's a conviction it has to leak out in words because he said out of the abundance of the what It has to leak out of the mouth. To, to, to say it when your heart has not yet apprehended it. And so you will not see it. That's what some people say and they never see it. They say, I am this and it never happens. I am that. Because they have not taken the time to reach the point of conviction. How do you get to the point of conviction? Meditation. You have to spend time. Sometimes I spend time on one scripture. You see, we are in a fast, fast generation. We don't take... God has not changed you. The fact that you have technology doesn't mean in the spirit he has also invented technology. The same way Abraham and Isaac did it, we have to do it the same way. You have to learn to put off your phone sometimes and stay on one scripture. Sometimes I stay on a scripture for a month. Then that word of God now becomes my experience. So people will be wondering why I say it and I have it, and that person says he doesn't have it. Because it is to the person, it is a knowledge, mental knowledge. But to me, it is beyond the knowledge. It has become the apprehension of my spirit. My spirit has eaten it. So, when my heart apprehends it or lay hold on it, my mouth begins to speak it. That is the confession. That is the confession stage. From the state of confession, I now go into the last stage where he says, Cast not therefore away your confidence, which had great recompense of record, reward. That means at that point, because it is my consciousness, it has become my conviction and now my confession I can now walk according to what I have believed and it becomes my experience so now when I say that I walk in supernatural provision and wealth I'm not, it's not a mental ascent I'm speaking from somewhere I'm talking from a depth Let me tell you something. They are here. They will tell you. I don't pray for money. The things we do as a church are huge sums of money. If I mention it here, all of you can enter your room. I don't say it. I don't share it with anybody because I remember when God asked me to go and start having service at Holiday Inn. I knew that I could not share it with anybody because if I tell anybody, they will discourage me. Why? Their mind cannot accommodate it. Imagine that you are starting a church and God says, start at Holiday Inn Hotel. Where's a place that people go once a year? <laughs> You're about to go there every Sunday. Me, my mind, my mind accepted it. I said, God, we, we can do it. We can do it. But I knew that I cannot talk to anybody. You know, there are some visions God gives you, don't share them. Because the discouragement you receive from people, you'll be sorry. They will truncate what God has put in your heart. But also, there are some people you know you can talk to. Like, for example, when God gives me a vision, I will immediately 
when I finished praying about it, I called Pastor Claude. I said, Pastor Claude, the Lord said we should do this. He knows that whether it is big or it is small, all he says, yes, sir. That's all I, I, I want to hear. I don't want to go and say, the Lord said we should do this. And say, um, sir, how will it happen? Sir, how will it happen? You want to destroy my faith? So, so many times, my biological mother asked me, Hey, so where you are having the service all day in? How much are you paying? I said, I'll tell you later. <laughs> because they will start calculating. Who says Hey, Uziga. Today, as I was preaching in LA in the morning, I was sharing a scripture with them. He says, in, in Luke chapter 14, he said, they all with one, uh, one consent began to make excuses. You see, your association is so important in faith. Luke 14 verse 19. Okay, start from verse 17. Verse 18. And they all, the master, come, the master invited them, said, go invite these people to the dinner. He said, and they all, with one consent, began to make excuses. That means they came together and said, hey, what kind of friends are these? Let me tell you something. When you start coming to church, eh? especially when you are, you are in our services, and we start mentioning, this one gave $1,000, this one gave $5,000, don't run away. Eh? Even if you... You have never seen someone in your life. Don't run away. Sit down. Let me shake. Say, hey, is that what they are doing here? But sit there. Because it's just a matter of time. You will start thinking like that. Before you start believing that. And start talking like that. Then you start walking like that. But, and after a while, when you start attend ourselves after a while when you start talking among your friends you realize how low they have gone have you noticed it yes. you don't be talking to them as though you can't even talk and they say hmm. Hmm. we are suffering is it eh? Eh, eh, eh? you are who How my parents chastised me when I started. I started going to church, and Pastor was was teaching us. He was saying, he said, "Don't say I'm broke. Don't say it. Don't say it." There's some people who say, "Shouldn't we say the facts? Shouldn't we say the facts?" There's a difference between fact and truth. Fact is what you have seen with your eye. Truth is what God has said. So yes, I check my right pocket, no money. Left pocket, no money. Reserve pocket, no money. But I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Listen, my budget does not control my vision. My vision controls my budget. When I want to do something for God, I'm not thinking about how much I have. Because how much you have will never be enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
are some of you, the prayers we have prayed for you today, they have been registered. Though. All that God will begin to do today is to now put you in the right associations, in the right church, have the right leader to now start recalibrating your mind to entertain your new level. Listen to me. What do you use your faith for? That's what I was talking about. Say, fight the good fight of faith. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, verse 33. Let's start from 32. And what more shall I say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, and of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. Oh. Okay, start from verse 3. I'll, I'll read verse 3, then I'll come here straight. Okay, verse 2. He said, for by it. Let's start from verse 1. <laughs> now faith is a substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. He said, for by it. By, by what? By faith. He said, the elders obtained good reports. They took a good report. They took a good report. Do you know that you can take a good report before God? I want to ask you a question. If Hebrews 11 is rewritten, Will your name be there? You see? Don't ask yourself that question. If it is rewritten, will we be there? Those who were there are not the people who use their faith for their personal things. Go back to verse 33 now. Verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises. Stop the mouth of lions. Now he says, subdued kingdoms. This is what I use my faith for. I use my faith for subduing kingdoms. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be the kind of person who lives for nothing, who does not live for the gospel. Because the gospel is the only thing that you live for on earth that will count in heaven. Let what counts with God count with you. That's why Paul said, I have fought a good fight. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still fighting. We are not fighting demons because I told you, God has already gone ahead of you. You are in a time of peace, you are in a time of rest. So we are not being attacked. We are taking territories for God. God is giving us lands. Let me tell you something. Many young people, are not accustomed and trained to take over kingdoms for God. They are not trained to give. One of the ways you express your faith is through your giving. Because your seed is what we call the faith extender. Because faith is in your heart. How do you act it? The Bible says that there were some men who came to Jesus and they removed the roof 
because the place was choked. And they went through the roof. And Jesus, the Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith, that means faith can be seen. Faith must be expressed. So for faith to be expressed, there's what we call faith extenders. When I give a prophecy and see people coming forward to come and give a seed, they are not buying the prophecy or paying for it. They are doing what? They are extending their faith to the word. So your seed is your faith extender. How is it possible that God wants to do something and your money is not there? There's a culture that I have noticed among a lot of Ghanaians. And many of you learnt it, maybe sometime from your parents. And it's a very wrong thing. Change it if you want to see the hand of God. Never give your least to God. People look into their purse and they always take the least amount and give it to God. It is an insult. Because when we were growing up, they told us it is collection. I beg your pardon. When you give something in the house of God, it is not a collection. It is an offering. We give offering to spirits. When I want to do a fundraising, I'll tell you. I don't do fundraising. We give offerings to spirits. Go to the shrine in your hometown and say that if you can give in one city. We take God for granted. They always look in the purse and take the least amount and give it to God. I tell you, I tell you, in our church, we have young people doing, where's, where's Justina? Listen, just a few months ago, she gave $10,000 for the propagation of the gospel. Listen. Uh, give me a microphone. When you started in church, is that what you started with? When you started giving, what were you giving? When you started? $400. That's what you started. But my first um, giving for Rhapsody was $100. Your first give for Rhapsody was $100. And you never thought in your mind that you can never do $10,000. Because God giveth grace. Imagine if all of us stand up. Why is it important to give for the gospel? Because if the, if, if the church of Jesus Christ is not financially strong, they will strangle us out of the system. Already they are trying to strangle us through the media. They are trying to let us know that what we are doing is, 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 is baller. How many of you during the times Pastor Chris was being shown on TV, it ever blessed you. Let me see your hand. Do you know that people were paying for it? The TV stations take a lot of money. The whole of last year, if you ever saw Pastor Chris on GH1, I was the one paying. So, every time that the, the prayers of God came to people's house and they were being blessed by what Pastor was doing on TV, Listen, if we take God out of TV, if we take God out of the media, if we take God out of, out of the propagation, if we take God out, our generation is doomed. The Bible says, by the blessing of the uprights, it said the city shall be exalted. So it, we will not stop this thing. We are still giving for rhapsody to be distributed. How many of you, you have ever seen Gideon's Bible, free not to be sold? You have ever seen it? You have ever used it in your life? Let me see your hand. Don't be shy. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know that people paid for it in the US? Some people sold their houses. This is what you use your faith for. 
so that you can enter into God's books. See, this person did this for me. This person did that for me. David said, I will not rest. I will not give my eyes rest. So I will not give my eyes rest until I build a habitation for God. And God was moved by what David said. One day, I was in Legon campus. Listen, one day I was on Legon campus. During the time I was a student, there was a concert. Listen, that's how I started giving. That's how I started. That's how I started giving. Giving. There was a time in my life, my tithes, my offering, my seed, everything is one CD. Everything was one CD at a time in my life. God does not commit to you kingdom finances if your mind is not for the gospel. So I was telling the story of when I was on Legon campus. While I was there, oh, Holy Spirit bless me witness. They did a program. When they finished the program, they finished the program. Then the guest minister started raising funds. He said, we need to pay for the things on the program. Like, God, what an insult. How can you do a crusade? And the people who came to give their life to Christ have to now join you to do the, <laughs> pay for the crusade. In 2019, we had a program and we brought Sinatch. Listen. When we had the program, I shared it in LA today. When we had the program, the bill was so huge. She was coming with about 15, was it how many people? 15 people. Their flight in and out, their accommodation, everything. She stayed at, where, where did she stay? Labadi Beach Hotel, the presidential suite. How can you bring a woman of God and you, you, you put her? Eh? What's that? Four in a room. Ah, you can't do that one though. The anointing will not come out. When she comes out to sing that, you see that. Jesus just said, We make up, we rock away. She will she will sing from her nose. <laughs> we were in a meeting. I sat with the guys. When we were planning the meeting, we were in a meeting, while we were sitting down and we we're planning, the bill was so huge. So some of them started saying, sir. I think we should write to some companies. He said, I think we should write to some companies because if it is Sinat, Coca-Cola would like to join. Indomie would like to join. Let us write to some companies. I told them something. I said, the ark of God shall be born by the priest of God. The house of God will be built by the children of God. We will not let any Coca-Cola come and do anything. God's children can do it. Yes, we did that program debt-free. Yes, As of 2019, $200,000 to have that program was a lot of money as of 2019. It shows us, it shows me how far we've come. Because 2019, $200,000, wow, it was major. Now it is, it's regular. Serve God, my brothers and sisters. Psalm 112, let me show you something that when you serve God, this is what happens. Psalm 112, verse 1. 
Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighted greatly in his commandments. Verse 2. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. There are some things you are doing right now over here that God is not only recording the blessing to you, but to your children. So you see, many years later, God is expressing some love to your children. And people don't understand why. Ah, this guy. Then God says, do you know that 10 years ago, his father was in one engineering auditorium, dancing and shaking his body. Let me read a scripture to you. Proverbs 16 verse 7. The Passion Translation. Pastor read this scripture when I traveled with him to Port Harcourt so many times and I'm like, wow, what a scripture. He says, when the Lord is pleased with the decisions you've made, he activates grace. You see, in the Bible, what pleases God? Faith. So anytime you release your faith, God activates the grace. When God is pleased with the decisions, he activates the grace. Giving is not done by rich people. Giving is done by givers. Last year, I think I, I gave about forecast. I gave forecast. Giving, I love giving. I love it. Why? Because giving made to God has not left you. You have only transferred it to another account. A faith extender. And that giving is blessed. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ.
Oh, 